When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm currently reading the Bible, the whole thing. Are you are you going cover to cover? Or are you just doing the hits? Cover to cover. Um, <sighs> it's challenging. You're gonna read the Begats? Oh, Oof. I've I've got past the Begats. Oh, so wait, you're already into the? Are you, wait, are you just reading the New Testament then? The whole thing, baby. I just you are pretty far in if you hit the Begats. I am in uh, Ecclesiastes right now. Oh, so just finished up uh, Proverbs. And then what's the other one that's like Proverbs? Uh, numbers. No, uh, no. It also starts with a P. Fear, 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 um. Piss, piss, piss. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Just so you, haven't hit, you, you have not hit the begats. The begats are what happens uh, between the New Testament and Old Testament. Oh, there are a ton of begats early oh, on. Oh, for too. sure. There are a lot of people who beget a lot of people. Well, it's the list. Like, how do we get from Abraham to where we are? Now? All right, we got it. Oh. We got to connect Abraham to Jesus. We got to do it. I don't care how many people have to go in between. <laughs> begats. Uh, so it's like it's like the last five minutes of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I'm a different bird. <laughs> okay, roll for initiative. <laughs> uh, it's going to be both Jonathan and Travis. What about what about Gable? Gable uh, is having a lovely chat. Yeah, you're I'm having a, a, I'm having having a good, good night. What does initiative go off of? Uh, initiative is vigilance. Got to talk that with my is. crush. Got to two advantages. Friend, uh, one success, two advantages. All right, so uh, there are two PC slots and then an NPC slot. Who wants it? I got a three. <laughs> and Liz got a three. Hell yeah. <laughs> Give it up for Liz's three. Um, I will... T- I can take that first sure. slot. Um, so there are three There are three people um, on the on the, the uh, raised platform? Yeah. Okay. Um, Jonnet is... Just going at this point, John. It's like throwing a little bit of caution to the wind because this shit is already kind of hitting the fan. He's just going to because I assume their attention is focused on Ormar. John is just going to run up and just shove one of the guys, hoping that he's going to push him over. Cool. You run up to this guy, and as you start charging towards him, you feel a pin prick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Okay. Great. Uh, uh, and James didn't mention it, but it's in your wiener. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Pee pee no. prick prick. <laughs> Not my weenie. Uh, Not my wingus. Uh, okay. a, that is a, the skyjack word for it, is wingus. Like wingus? <laughs> uh, so then, in that, I God. Okay. Yeah, right in the wiener. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this game, this session sucks. <laughs> Friggin' wingus. Um, so, it, okay, well then, is that my turn? No. Do I have to? No, no, I think you can change tact as okay. soon as you notice what's happening. Yeah, so John is going to stop, and he's going to, under his breath, at least try to curse that old lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's going to go against the dishonorableness or not, but he's going to take a step back. He's going to maybe move further back into uh, closer to the ladder where he came up. And he's just going to 
I guess, put his hand on the ground to try and, like, I don't know, maybe just, like, rock the platform and make their footing uneasy so that they can't pop off, like, as accurate a shot to maybe give them a black die. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, let's do an Arcana roll. Yeah. And remember, uh, you, you've cast one spell so far. That was uh, too uh, strained to do that. And this other spell is also going to be too strained. I think the difficulty on this is going to be average again. Okay. All right. Here we go. Nah. Okay. So that is uh, one failure, one threat. Okay. Yep. So now we got to figure out what makes this break bad. Uh, the last time Jonnet fucked up casting a spell, uh, he succeeded, but he also suffered this like major consequence with it. So, so maybe it, there's some kind of blowback, or the 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 shifting around happens underneath Jonnet, and he like loses footing. I or think let's say this is just too much overall and doesn't it it accomplishes sort of what you wanted but also not at all what you wanted i think like four or five of the chains holding up this catwalk completely blow out and it's now on a major tilt so they're not targeting oromar any anymore but they and you are holding on for dear life okay uh I guess in that moment, uh, Jonnet like falls to the ground, grabs uh, what he can of like some kind of hold to like stable himself, and just shouts out, "Travis!" Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, do something! Oh, you're here. I've yes. Welcome <laughs> to what the fight? Look, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I need some help. Well, don't we all look at the captain? He looks like a fool. He looks the most in control out of all of us. Well, he's being a real jerk. What do you mean? Johnny, have you ever felt like a sharp pain in your side for no reason whatsoever? Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I, I think Travis is struck with something like this. And it feels like your heart is beating very fast. Oh, well, now I'm just stressing out. I'm just having a panic attack over here because the captain is being being so difficult. I'm having a panic attack because I feel like I'm going to fall to my death. Uh, well, okay, I think mine's a little worse, but sure. You can fly. <laughs> yes, I'm aware. I'm not I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about the captain. No, look. Look, nobody nobody likes a wise guy and the captain is being a real wise guy tonight. You feel that sharp pain again uh strike you and it's like almost to the point where you've got to land. Your heart oh. is racing. Did, did I just get shot? I, I It feels like I got shot. I I I, I don't know. I I don't think so. Uh I would like to dive cuz it's my there's another PC slot, correct? Yeah. I would like to dive at the 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 nearest red feather mm-hmm. and try and you know go for their eyes. Oh yeah, yeah sure. The Matago special. Um what is what is beak? That's agility. Uh so that's whatever your agility score is, which I think is three, right? How hard is it? Um let's see. I think it is two purple uh with I'm going to say a blue die. Oh, blue. Okay. I was yeah. going to say a black because of my tummy. Oh, yeah. Let's give you both. Okay. Because um, you've also, like, they're hanging on for dear life, so they're not doing a lot of protecting sure. themselves. Don't tell me. Two successes. All right. Two successes. Uh Yeah. You were able to dive in. I think, like, we see Travis swooping in uh, and the camera cuts away as we hear a Red Feather soldier scream. And I think there's no way they survived that. I've got a big, nasty raven beak. Yeah, you got a Ravens big... are big as shit. Oh, yeah. The... Is this like a beak into the brain? Um, I don't think it's it's so much into the brain. It's just if you're holding on to something to save yourself and then something hits you in the eye, yeah. I think you just lose your balance and fall. Oops. Eyes are pretty big, so it probably doesn't get through to the brain. Mm. Eyes are like 
Eyes are so big, too. I'm sure our audience loves this discussion. <laughs> hey, you ever thought about your eyes? They're so big. <laughs> Do you feel them inside your head? No, you don't. You just feel the space that they occupy. Because the amount I Take your finger and poke it in your eye. Okay, okay, Keep okay, on okay, poking. Okay. Keep on poking. Come on, just Have do it. Have you ever tried to feel your own brain? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a common no-no thing for most people, so we're going to cut away from that. <laughs> this, is, talk. this is a body horror ASMI po- ASMR podcast. <laughs> Uh, I drew the island, which I think is not fortunate for this uh, poor soul. They scream and fall to their death. Do they scream like Goofy? Gorsh! <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Thank uh, Johnny, you. how do you think Goofy screams? Um, oh, yuck. <laughs> Have you seen that picture? I'll find it and then we can talk about it when I find Horny it. Goofy? Yes. <laughs> Good. Horny, um, goofy. So uh, I, I think these red feathers are going to try and collect themselves so that they can continue to pursue everyone. This is just a perilous situation, though. So, uh, no, they are just barely managed to hold on and they sort of forego their turns. Jonnet, you are hanging on. I think you are in the least stable place because you're kind of at the epicenter of this spell. Mm-hmm. Um, emotionally fraught. Hey. I, I think you're like dangling from this platform. What do yeah. you do? I would like to pull some agility uh, shit out of my ass. <laughs> um, I, I, John, I would like, I would like to... Uh, <laughs> I assume like I broke a bunch of chains and that's what's causing everything to go lopsided. Yes. Those chains are probably still dangling from the scaffolding, the railing. Yeah. Uh, John, would like to grab one of those chains and like use that to like just wrap his entire body around that to get a little bit of like stability because that's better than just his arms holding on to the railing. Oh, for sure. That definitely will. I don't even think that's a full action. You you managed to brace yourself. That was kind of a maneuver. Okay. Um, well, then I would like to do it in a way that like he like sort of lets go and grabs it so that he's got some momentum. Oh, you're trying to swing this platform? Yes, I am. Okay, (laughs) this seems like either athletics or coordination, whichever you would prefer to roll. Coordination. There we go. And what am I rolling against? I think this is hard, but upgrade your check because you have managed to brace yourself. Or add a blue die, rather. Okay. Great. (laughs) Ooh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. So that is... <laughs> That's one triumph and three failures. Okay. Huh. So... Oh, boy. I couldn't be more excited about this. This is some Buckwild stuff. This is a move that you have done... 10,000 times in the rigging of the Uhuru. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you have you deftly climb the netting, like hang out around the crow's nest. You're always climbing around the outside of the ship. Uh, You always volunteer to replace uh, busted pulleys and whatnot Mm -hmm. that are out on the sails. Um, Jumping around. Yeah, you're an agile boy. But This is a chain and not a rope. And usually when you're swinging around, you have some kind of safety line on you, but there's no safety line here. And chains don't swing in the same way that ropes do. Not only that, this platform isn't super secure. There are two grown men above you that are struggling to keep on it. So you let go and you just time it wrong. Um, and you slip and you fall. Uh, this is a fall of like, man, 50 feet. It's a rough one. And we also know from our time with the Star Wars campaign <laughs> that in the Genesis system, falling is the most dangerous thing that can happen to you. But he does have a pile of boys to break his fall. Uh, not even that. Jonathan. You have seconds before you hit the ground. What is your thought process? Like, it's like seconds, this thought process. But 
you feel like you're about to die. What does Jonnet think in a situation like that? Be careful. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, I think I think that in that moment like he's trying to it's like it's all it's all flashing, it's all happening so fast. He's like probably like spinning a little bit out of control and like his own like clothes are like sort of flapping in his face. Um so it's probably, you know, you know, quick shots of uh, of Zana and and uh, just the Uhuru and just like being at, like at the front uh, bust of the ship and just like a shot of like laughing with Gable and shaking his fist at Travis and he's trying <laughs> to like remember the visual of himself as this grown captain and is like, no, I I have seen this, I will become this. And it's just like this vibrating prickliness that's all around him. Oh, I love this. And can I maybe? Can I, I, I've, I've yeah, got, go I ahead. know what saves you. Okay, but great. I do love that Jonnet has this like crisis of faith. His life flashes before his eyes and he holds on to the future that he knows belongs to him. Right. This and is, yeah. Instead of uncertainty, instead of foolishness, the last thing he feels before he would hit the ground is faith in himself. And then you feel the sand. It's accompanied by a wind. The air around you is dry and hot suddenly. Uh, you are about you are about to hit the ground seconds away from death. You open your eyes and you can see a swirl of tan and blue sand swirling around you. A dust devil. Uh, you then in that moment like where you you had like very clearly in your mind a picture of your future self uh it's a memory that you have that is so certain that feels like it stopped the fall itself but of course it was this spell and this spell unceremoniously drops you to the ground when you are at a safe distance Boom. and looking up from your back you see the banded queen looking down at you with eyes glowing yellow and a scarred and wrinkled face, smiling. Uh, how far away are we? She's standing right above you. Oh. What did you do to me? Uh, she reaches into her robes that she's wearing and pulls out a small glass bottle that looks like it's got some sand dart in it. It's uh, like really intricate patterns of sand that has been lined up in a bottle. Something from the homeland. She smiles and you can see her teeth are stained blue. John uh, stands up and I guess in this moment, the the whole commotion up there doesn't necessarily, uh, it, it hasn't re-entered his brain. And he's just kind of staring at the bandit queen, staring at the sand. And um, he kind of like grits his teeth and he's like, thank you. She, she smiles and goes, that was polite. Uh, we're going to cut over to Travis. Travis, mm-hmm. it's your turn. Well, I'd like to go for another boy. Uh, so I have a question. Yes. Before it is your turn. How? What does an eyeball feel like? Oh, <laughs> with your finger when you press like? it. Well, it definitely like <laughs> they. I assume they pop. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, no, my my question was your genuine reaction to seeing Jonnet fall to shout, "Be careful!" Or what? Uh, have I you? don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> what What does Tra- Travis is going to see that scene unfold in front of him. I think he might shout, be careful, right before he falls. And then realizing, like, oh, you fell. <laughs> I meant it! Uh, then I think he flies to 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 Jonnet. So, yeah, you, you dive bomb towards Jonnet. Does Travis send any unintentional commands to Oromar in this moment? I think that Travis thinks like we have to save him and and if if 
Oromar gets any of that, he gets it. I kind of love that. I think uh, in this moment, like we see in the air, you know, Travis understands what's happening and goes into a dive bomb. Mid dive bomb, I think we see Oromar Vale just let go of the beam. Uh, that he was holding on. Not to. you too. <laughs> um, but of course, we know how Oromar Vale operates. He falls. He falls into a stall that's within the stadium that is full of crates and chickens. Um, <laughs> there is a comical bagok, and there's just a big like explosion of feathers. That oh, comes so out now of the, the captain speaks. Bagok. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Bagok. Yeah, there there is one griffin chicken there, and it's just it's gives a deep and dignified bagok. Yeah, there's that explosion of feathers. um, But you see Travis in the middle of your dive. You see this funnel of multicolored sand stop Jonnet before he hits the ground, Um, like. All of the visions of of the terrible thing unfolding stop in front of you, and you've got a moment to think to yourself before you act. What do you do? I think that I do that thing where, like, I kind of try to slow down and, like, because I don't want to hit the tornado. Right. And I I think during that time I see that Jonnet is safe. And I'm kind of circling to see what this woman does and if I should attack her. Uh, yeah, you don't see many hostile actions, but emerging from this tent now uh, where Oromar fell, uh, like they come out obviously comically covered in feathers. Uh, there, He's holding a chicken um, yes. that sort of dives off. Feathers in his beard, obviously. Yeah. He coughs, oh, yeah. he coughs up a, like a baby chick. For sure. Yeah, yeah. he definitely yeah. coughs up a baby chick. Mm-hmm. He, swall- <laughs> he, fell- he swallowed an egg, coughed up a chick. <laughs> <laughs> That's how babies are. <laughs> That's how uh, babies happen. And then he sees her as the funnel fades away. Oromar, or the body of Oromar, the captain, catches eyes of this person looking down at Jonnet. She says something that even, even if he was alive, he wouldn't be able to hear because he's simply too far away and surrounded by the chaotic noises of panicked chickens. I'm a horny. <laughs> but she looks up after saying it and catches eyes with him. And you feel an extreme emotional reaction, uh, Travis. In your chest, your heart flutters. Oh, I don't like this one bit. <laughs> When's the last time Travis Madigo was in love? I, I, I think just ages because there's no point. Um, mm. Yeah, it, mm. it, it definitely. How early on in your career as an immortal did that strike you? How many times did you try? You had 200 years. Probably just the one, you know. Wow. <sighs> just I'm just looking for that. I'm just looking for that immortal, you know. Wow. Maybe maybe that rabbit's foot came from a honey bunny, you know what I'm saying? Gross! (laughs) Well, fan fiction writers, uh, go to work. Yeah, you've you've been given too much ammunition in that statement. Um, Like a Lola rabbit. No! (laughs) I think like you're, you're hit with a wave of emotions that the last time you felt anything like it was so long ago. It's difficult to even recall the memory, but you do see their face. What did they look like? Oh, gosh. I think, if I may, I don't see their face. I think I see, I think I see them from, like, behind, mm. and I see, like, sort of long, curly hair, and just as they're kind of turning around to look at me like in my in my head I'm calling to them just as they're turning to look at me their face does that thing where when you're like in a dream you you can't you can tell that there's a face there but you mm-hmm. can't tell what it looks like because it's sort of what a face would look like before it's turned into 
yeah. a face. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like a blurry smoke impression of a face. And then it disappears. Oh, I love that. So yeah, you're left with residual emotional feeling uh, that you're having difficulty processing. But the captain is now swiftly moving towards Jonnet. Jonnet, I'm having a panic attack. What? Uh, Jonnet turns to the bandit queen. We'll we'll talk later. Uh, and then he tries to, I assume, like tries to like find Travis. But then I maybe catches sight of. Uh, Oromar heading directly towards him and I feel like in that moment Jonnet's a little stunned. He's like, oh uh, Captain Vale uh, what are you doing? In this chaos, like you, you say to the bandit queen, we'll talk again. That we will. She throws another bottle to the floor and this time you can see the spell unfold Uh, the sand like spills out in this pattern and then starts to swirl around on its own and she gently sits down on it it lifts her into the air and she flies away damn wow Jonnet, up here, the white bird covered in blood. Uh, here, uh, stop Catch flying. me, I'll catch me. I'll catch you. Uh, <laughs> Travis, Travis, like, stops flapping, turns to it on his back, and just falls. Hey heroes, it's James, your game master. Welcome to the mid-roll. First off, I would like everyone to thank Casey Tony for his work editing this week. Week after week, he does an amazing job with this show, and I just want to know he feels appreciated. Next up, I am happy to report we have my full schedule for my Traveling Man signing tour. This November, I'm going to be in the UK for Thought Bubble, but first, I'll be doing signings at the Traveling Man Bookshop. On Thursday, November 7th, I will be at the Leeds location at 12.30 p.m., and then at the Manchester location at 4.30. Then Friday, November 8th, I will be at the York location at 12.30 p.m., and at the Newcastle location at 4.30 p.m. Heroes, I'm really excited to see so many of you there. We'll have copies of both the Ultimate Character Backstory Guide and the Ultimate Gameplay Guide. I haven't done too many book signings before, and uh, I have no idea how large my audience is outside of the United States, so I imagine that a lot of these signings you'll be able to spend some personal time with me. Which I would appreciate because I'd like people to have a good enough time that I get invited back because this is a really exciting thing that I get to do. As I mentioned before, I'm traveling to the UK for the Thought Bubble Comics Festival. That is going to be November 9th through 10th. I imagine I'll be signing things and hanging out at the show. I do have a panel planned and it's going to be a lot of fun, so be sure to show up for that. I have been told that I should put together some kind of one-shot meetup, and I would like to do that, but uh, there's a lot of prep work that I have to get out of the way first. So be sure to watch my Twitter feed for any signs of a meetup that might occur. And since I got to go on this cool book tour, I might as well point out that I got a new book out. It is the Ultimate RPG Gameplay Guide. And folks, if you like the work we're doing here on campaign and you want to bring some of that energy to your table, I recommend picking up that book. In it, I try to break down my understanding of role-playing games. I lay out the dynamics that I think are happening at the table, along with some advice on how to take advantage of those dynamics to give your game a more narrative twist. I also provide exercises to help you solidify those skills and set you up to play the best game you've ever played. Now, of course, this is all just from my perspective. I imagine a lot of you will pick up this book and have completely different ideas, which is good. My ultimate dream is that this book helps people solidify their own gameplay styles and create a unique voice for themselves. 
Now you can pick that book up by heading to bit.ly slash RPG gameplay. And if you already have a copy, you can head to bit.ly slash ultimate gameplay and leave a review. Reviews are incredibly important to books like mine. Uh, I am not super famous. And although my last book did well, uh, I could definitely used help on this one. Positive reviews help more people see the book. And hopefully that will help a lot of people have more fun at their role-playing tables. Finally, before we get back to the show, I have to thank our backers on Patreon. And folks, if you're not a backer on Patreon yet, I suggest doing it soon. We just released the second part of my conversation with the Patrick Rothfuss on the magic system for Skyjacks. So if you want to pick up a little bit of lore, if you're interested in seeing how the narrative structure affects the game structure uh, of what we're doing here on Skyjacks, then you'll definitely want to hear that conversation. I also just get to talk to Patrick, who has spent so much more time cultivating worlds than I have. Uh, I, I learned so much from that conversation. So I imagine if somebody was a fly on the wall, they would also learn a lot. You can get access to that and so many other pieces of bonus content by signing up at the $5 tier for our Patreon. That gets you the secret archive, which is full of cool audio stuff. Just head to patreon.com slash one shot podcast. And I really do appreciate all of our backers because without you, we wouldn't be able to make this show. And folks, I love this show. I also want to point out that this week we have released the character art for the Bandit Queen. I want to point out the Bandit Queen Sifa is actually a combination of different factors in the world. I had envisioned a Bandit Queen character basically from the start of Skyjacks, but a lot of pieces of her backstory and personality fell into place after Strix, the contributor who came up with the Rakshari people, wrote up her part of this world. In true role-playing fashion, Sifa is no longer a character that is exclusively mine, but is part of a larger collaborative story, and I couldn't love that more. So a huge thanks to Strix for her contributions, a huge thanks to Hannah Lavender for creating the character art of Sifa, and a huge thanks to all of you for signing up for our mailing list so you could get an early look at her. I hope her appearance in this episode thrilled you as much as it thrilled me because I had no idea she was going to show up again until Janet made that roll. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. It, like fall, falling into your arms is this white bird who is covered in blood. Oh my god! It's, it's pouring from his face. It fills you with panic. Um, Travis like kind of rests his head into John's shoulder and says, "Don't worry, it's the blood from his eye. It's not mine." I know, I know it was. I know it is. Okay, uh, look, we're we're gonna be fine. Okay, uh, we got we got the captain and um. And we can we can find Gable, and um, everything's going to be okay. Um, so then, oh, so I, this one has boysenberry in it. Ooh, delicious! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is really refreshing. Drunk, <laughs> just having some good Ooh. good gossip. <laughs> um, I think in that moment, uh, there's Jonet probably isn't going to try and hide the captain anywhere. Uh, what was it? Uh, can you make him follow us? We got to get out of here. Oh, I don't know. Will you follow us? I don't know. Or, or are you too busy being a wise guy? The captain winks. Mm. He's, well, been, he's been doing that all night. That's all he does. Yes, I know. And it's infuriating. <laughs> and me in this condition. <laughs> Honestly. Do you think of no one but yourself? 
What happened? You were fine a second ago. You took out a guy's eye. I don't know. I think all the stress of this competition and just wanting to live up to these ridiculous expectations you put on me, telling me I'm going to win over and over again. That's, I was trying to be encouraging. Well, I appreciate it. But just know that sometimes, you know, the stress can wear on a person. Okay. Some, and it hurts my tummy and my heart. Okay, we'll we'll talk about it later. I I, I guess I'm sorry. I'm, I feel like I'm not really sorry, but um. Oh, great! Everyone's a wise guy tonight. Everyone. I'm not a wise guy, right? I'm just trying to get us out of here. I think John. Oh, and- I. Okay, what you, what were you gonna say? Oh, I, I, I was like dumb idea. He's got he's got uh Travis in one hand, and with the other hand, just out of curiosity, he grabs a, a handful of sand and mm-hmm. stuffs it in his bag because mm-hmm. uh, I, I I gotta figure out what this what a little bit of the how, what the what were the colors uh they were like tan and, and blue? Uh, blue okay yeah he gets a handful of the tan and a handful of the blue and he just just very unceremoniously just stuffs both into his pocket well now you've got a dirty bag no you are covered in blood. It's not my blood. I'm fine. I appreciate your concern. <laughs> okay, if you it, since you've done that, I think <laughs> I can do my stupid idea. So, uh Travis is in your arms. You've you've like grabbed up some of this sand. I think there is the the shouting in the distance of red feather soldiers and suddenly you feel the strong arms of the captain <laughs> lift you up. <laughs> You are in the captain's arms. <laughs> carrying babies. Babies uh, carrying babies. Y'all better draw that shit and have that on <laughs> babies, Twitter. Babies, babies, Tomorrow. <laughs> the artists, uh, the artists and fans of, of campaign are the dopest people. Uh, <laughs> so cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. We I feel like this episode in particular has had a lot of good fire. Drawable moments. <laughs> And so when that happens, Jonnet kind of does the same thing where, like, he gets picked up into the captain's arm and kind of just, like, nestles a little Aww. bit because, you know, boy's had a day. Yeah, it's, it, it's, been, a, it's been a fucking week. <laughs> I feel like Oromar just, like, sprints out and just runs through, like, 40 panes of glass. Chickens <laughs> flying everywhere. He's Crates. just, like, he's just <laughs> going. Oh. Not my beautiful wedding cake. <laughs> Jackie Chan here carrying babies. Jackie Chan carrying babies. Um, I, I, what Basically what we have is I feel like the scene is over, but you're not necessarily out of danger yet, which Word. is why I think it's appropriate to draw a luminary. Sure. So just somebody volunteer for this group and maybe we'll put an end to this scene. I volunteer. Maybe it'll Ooh, get much, Johnny. much worse somehow. Much, much worse. Much, much worse. Much, much worse. The drought. That's That's much worse, baby. (laughs) Uh, You are in the captain's arms, like barreling through stalls and like running just at an unbelievable speed, moving through people, knocking them to the side. There are shots ringing out and shouts all around. There gets to a point where you are headed towards an alley and red feather soldiers fill up that alley. The captain turns and soldiers barrel down another alley. So the captain jumps through a window into a building uh, and rolls in that building and rolls right to the feet of Argus Westfield and Tiberius Youngblood. What? We're going to cut over to the I'm hotel. sorry, what? <laughs> that was much worse. That, they pulled the drought. That's a bad one. That's a bad one. That's a bad one. That's a bad boy. Um, this was originally going to be a bit of an all play, uh, uh, but, you know, we'll just uh, move certain things up. But I want to focus on Gable right now. Gable, you have, we're, we're cutting past yes. uh, the, this, this gossip conversation. Mm-hmm. And we're having you back at the hotel. I'm taking a bubble bath. <laughs> I'm very tired, and I know the tub is too small, but I saw Travis have one two days ago, and that's all I've been thinking about all day oh, is taking a nice bubble bath because I'm so dirty and so tired. I love this. Yeah, yeah. You're just like two big legs just hanging off the side. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> 
It is relaxing, though. Like, Which makes me so mad. The the tub that uh, the broker has supplied, like, it's also a big tub. I don't know if you've ever been in a super fancy hotel room. I've That's only true. got to do it once in my life. But, like, the tubs they have tubs, are bigger tubs. Tubs is big. Yeah. Um, but y- you still are comically large in yeah. this tub, for you sure. You ever have one of those nights where you're, like, a little bit buzzed and you're just like, I just want to take a bath oh for sure <laughs> I just want to fucking just be wet right now oh just w- want to be smell good <laughs> i want to be smell good i want to be smell good <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and there are like all sorts of like bubbles and oils for you to put in there so yeah. it smells fantastic uh it's super relaxing mm-hmm. and you're actually kind of having a moment of peace right now mm-hmm. um i think a lot of the stress got to melt away in this bath it would be great if that could just happen just for the rest of the night the sentence yeah and then they keep on having their fight and i'll have a nice nap right now <laughs> so when gable is in this tub yes. in a moment that is relaxed uh what do they think of hmm. no one has really had a whole lot of time to decompress yet yeah um the thing that Gable's thinking of is the plan that they've put into motion. That is, man, Gable, what a responsible person. You gotta, you really. gotta clock out sometimes. Take time no. for you. Well, I, how can we really relax if we haven't re- reaped our vengeance, you know? Can you ever really let your guard down until you've killed everyone who's ever wronged you? Uh, my therapist told me that today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think you are, you are envisioning a moment of your inevitable or eventual victory mm-hmm. um, over Tiberius. You're like, it's not so much that all the stress has gone away. It's you're you're holding on to that sadness about Dref, but you're imagining being able to let it go in avenging him. Um, and I, I think it's probably dreft that you're thinking of when your peace is disrupted no. by the piercing and grating voice of spit. Anyone around? Uh, hey, uh, <laughs> please, for once in my life and your life, please don't be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, you're here relaxing and the captain's off doing a a, a competition and Travis is getting drunk in a ditch somewhere. Absolutely. That's what he's doing. Yes. John and I don't think is old enough to handle this type of thing, but uh, uh, the ship still has to run, doesn't it? That's all to spit. Ship the spit. I'll, I'll, hold on. Uh, uh, Gable gets out of the tub and tries to find something to put on. Uh, so there are <laughs> bathrobes there, but they'd be oh, so, so small so, on you. Uh, yeah, I'm putting on a very tiny <laughs> bathrobe. That's like. <laughs> and wrapping my hair in a towel. That's a very Trist Valentine yep. look. That yeah. we're okay, then I'm not doing it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, and then Gable comes out and says, the ship is parked. Take a night off. The next few days are going to be so hard, Spit, and you ruin my day <laughs> every day. <laughs> well, look, I'm, I'm sure we'd all like to take baths and... Just because you've never taken one, you nasty man. Oh, no, I've taken a bath, but I've earned Gross. It. Gross. Uh, Gross. Uh, <laughs> what do you want? What could you possibly want right now? Oh, we got to deal with the orphans. Excuse me? The captain's not here to, to uh, say goodbyes, do inspections, uh, m- make make sure that we uh, keep rotating. So we, I need I need somebody who's part of the captain's inner circle to, to help run the process. And Spit's not going to be around forever, so you got to learn how to do it. I thought you're going. I think you are going to live forever because otherwise, who would annoy me until I die? <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, we I don't gotta, we what, gotta, what, what do you need me to do? Like kiss the orphans goodnight and give them little smooches on the head? No, no, we we. You know, some of them age up, and this is a big city. It's uh, probably the best chance for a lot of them who aren't going to stay on, and 
Also, it's a big city. Makes a lot of orphans. So... I think we'd all like to see a scene with Gable and seven or eight orphans. Do you <laughs> I don't like that very much. Not, no? How to speak orphan? I, what do you mean, I, I don't know? Well, I guess you've only been on the ship six months, right? Yes. So maybe you wouldn't. Well, it's uh, one of the things the captain does. In uh, every city, a settlement we go to, he takes on as many as we can have. We uh, teach them a skill, uh, give them the best shot they got, and then we drop them off when they're old enough and healthy enough. How dare you make a dumb bit noble? (laughs) We're a a foster care facility? I I guess that's one way of putting it, though. They are classified as prisoners. Um. Are there any orphans that are ready to go right now? Yeah, I I got them uh, waiting waiting downstairs in one of the meeting rooms. I just I there's a ceremony that 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 Vale does. You know, a few of them want to stay on, and they they got to answer the right questions, and you got to be there for that. Okay. Um. Huh. I'll be down in a second, and you tell, make sure that the ones that are in the room are the ones that have the most different voices. (laughs) (laughs) Just for clarity's sake, um, I need to put on pants. (laughs) We'll smash cut to Gable put together. Is this an iconic Gable look? Uh. Yes. Okay. An iconic Gable look with the new haircut. Tight pants, the new funky bob, mm. uh, and uh, a, a shirt that's just not been buttoned. And that full fresh look of being just out the tub, fully flushed. Um, I think you head down and in like one of the, the meeting rooms, uh, that's set up in the Mori, uh, there is a room full of kids who are aged between like 13 and 16. Um, (laughs) you know, some of them, uh, remind you of, of Jonnet in a way, uh, they're not the younger, sicker orphans that we hear from so often on the Uhuru. Uh, these these are the older ones, uh, the ones who staved off their illnesses and have been on the ship for, you know, goodness knows how long. As you enter the room, as you and Spit enter the room, they straighten up. And obviously, Tyler, Johnny, you'll be playing orphans mm, in this. Is, is that obvious? You... We don't have, you you we don't, don't have to, you you don't need to. So how many total orphans are there? Uh, there are probably I'm going to say about six in this room. Okay, two, two of them don't talk. Oh, yeah. Two of them don't talk. Hey, Mr. Gable. <laughs> hey, Mr. Gable. Yes. Mrs. Gable. Hey, Mrs. Gable. Mrs. Gable. Hang on. No, no, that's not it. <laughs> Mr. Gable, we're, we're ready to go. I've been fully rehabilitated and I'm ready to join the workforce here on land. Miss Gable, I don't think I want to stay. I don't want to leave the ship. I want to stay on for many more that's, adventures. That's lovely, yes. Mr. Gable, I met a man who wants me to help him sell his hair tonic. This is. <laughs> I, I don't recommend that. If you find a man named. Dodger, that might be more, more along. No, your... no, his name was Pirelli. Oh, and he I understand. Like he seems like a good and trustworthy man. Okay, uh, Toby, you're. <laughs> I, I wish you the best. Mr. Gable. Oh my god, you're such. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gable. Yeah? I, I lost my boot. You lost your boot? I lost my boot. You lost your boot? And I don't think I can make any like like imperative decisions you, when I got my boot. You don't on. you don't need to. You can take a day or oh, go with the weekend to the next so port. Don't don't cry, don't cry. If you don't cry, please don't cry. Hey this Mr. Gable? <laughs> Mr. Gable. You look so handsome today. <laughs> so to let you know so handsome and so fresh and I hope you all relaxed. Stop kissing up, Curly. I will kiss up whoever I want to kiss up. All right, all right, all right, all right. 
Okay. <laughs> Spit, what are we supposed to do here? Well, uh, we, we got to ask them the questions. And you you got to remember this because in the next city, you or somebody in your group is going to have to do it. And I know it's not going to be Travis. All right. What are the questions? All right. Listen up. Jonnet. my ears are ringing. <laughs> what? No, it's it's okay. Just go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> How many of you are healthy? Uh, I'm healthy. Healthy? Healthy of mind or healthy of body? I think we got to have to settle for body. Uh, depression is common. <laughs> and it's a lifelong struggle. Oh, well, the answer for both was bad. But on the bright side, Mr. Pirelli said his tonic <laughs> would pick me right up. I'm going to keep an eye on you for a while after this. Uh... <laughs> And said, I'm feeling very well, Mr. Gable. Almost as well as you look. Oh, come on, Curly. <laughs> I know I'm, I didn't talk earlier, but I got this extra boot, so I'm feeling This is Jerk good. Off Jerry. Get out of here. Oh, wait, oh, oh, wait. Jerk Off Jerry has my boot? <laughs> you can have it back. You might want to shake it out a little bit. <laughs> oh, you can stay. We'll get you new oh, boots. Oh, I'm so sorry. Man. Please don't cry. Please don't Beautiful cry. Beautiful boot. <laughs> All right, well, except another one who might not be sound of body. Everyone's healthy, so that's the first question down. I'll be on the ship in case anyone needs me. But... You, Jerry, you get back on the ship. Okay, just be sure to knock if you, you come in. <laughs> no we've reason, learned, no we've reason. learned. No, we know the reason. It's your name. Jerry? Jerk off Jerry. Because <laughs> he's always jerry-rigging doors closed so he can masturbate. <laughs> 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 and that's it. <laughs> we peaked. <laughs> it can't be better than that. So we return once again to the long line of prospective sky pirates in front of the Uhuru. Our, our, our council of judges is approached by a figure in a tan trench coat who puts down a uh, headshot and resume and takes a seat on the stool with like very resolute authority and perfect posture. Okay. All right. I'm not, not, it's not the worst that we've had. State your name and your deal. Name's Kai Aiden. <laughs> Sorry? Kai Aiden, and I aim to be a skyjack. Are you five coyotes? I am not five coyotes. I am one man. Excellent. Thank you. All right. Uh, Kai Aiden, well, what uh, position do you see yourself on uh, on the ship? I see myself starting out mostly moving boxes and then maybe growing into a more responsible role after my first few months on the ship. That's very reasonable. Okay. Unusually Uh... so. All right. Uh, well, uh, Kai. Uh, uh, well, so sometimes, a lot of times, we uh, we find ourselves in uh, harrowing situations. Are you versed with a rifle, pistol, or weapon of some sort? I am familiar with most types of small firearm. All right. Here oh. is a Derringer. Take this. Wait, what? He grabs the Derringer. All right, John. Where'd you get that? And this is an earring I took from Gable's room. Excuse me. What? <laughs> Hit it. Hey. <laughs> He shoots it. The earring is enormous. Yeah, Excuse it's, me. It's, it's frisbee size. John! Cool. My diamonds! My diamonds! <laughs> my beautiful diamonds! All right. If I throw any of Gable's things in the air, will you no! shoot them? My things! As if, it, if that is a requirement for joining the crew, I will do just that. There, it's not, and I didn't. Please stay out of my room. Uh, but first, if I may, I've prepared a few questions for this crew. Well, that's Whoa. not how this works, so. Uh, I will allow it. Are you familiar with the loading docks in Fertile Springs? Oh, I get, I get this now. And no. No, so you do not believe that your skyship, the Uhuru, was parked on those loading docks oh. on October the 28th? 
No. We can't say. Uh, I plead the fifth. You can't say. Do you remember anything about a man named Tybalt Vinebottom? No, that's a fake name. That's not a a person. Just a bunch of consonants. So does not feel familiar at all. So you would have no idea why a Mr. Tybalt Vinebottom would say that his skyship was parked next to your skyship on that dock, Mm -hmm. and after your skyship Mm -hmm. left that dock, had massive scratches on the side? No. You would know nothing about a situation like that. We wouldn't like know that. anything about it, and we even if we did, we wouldn't want to associate with someone who hires private investigators for petty things such as scratches on a on a ship. Yeah, yeah. Now, if we tell, there. And, and if and even if we were, which we were not involved we at weren't. all, you can go tell Tybalt that his ship looks like crap, and it did when we got there. All right, and there's no way that we could put scratches in it because we take off and land vertically. All yes, right, because yeah, yeah. just because your whole thing is busted doesn't mean you need to blame it on their other people. Maybe become a better person. Janky huh? ass tugboat. <laughs> Very well, and again. This is a purely hypothetical situation. I'm interested in becoming a member of your crew and just have a few questions. That's a lot of questions. Now, do you recognize anything in this portrait right here? You see pictures of a skyship dock. There is one ship that bears a striking resemblance to the Uhuru, banging into another really beat-ass looking (laughs) ship immediately next to it in the dock. I see two faces kissing. (laughs) Interesting. Noted. Uh, What about you? I I can say with all certainty... That uh, I, I, I don't recognize any of uh, the ships, however lovely that one on the right is. And I however... would like to draw your attention to this figure here who appears to be hanging off the front of this ship pictured in this portrait. I, that's Can a, you describe that, him? It's a smudge. It's a smudge on the on the picture. Uh, a smudge like, wearing a red headband. It's a red smudge uh, on top of a tiny smudge. Now, this is, this is clearly not our ship because you see... Uh, if you look at our ship, which you're on, there's a giant taint painted on it. That we haven't gotten fixed. Mm-mm. Oh, it has been fixed. Oh, great. Oh, cool, cool, cool. oh I don't remember that. Well, then, This is in the past. Well, then here's here's what I'll Draft. say. <laughs> Where's Draft? <laughs> right here. Here's what I'll say, then. this The ship in this picture has a big old taint painted on it, and the one that you're on ain't got no taint. So... How are you going to explain that? Yeah. You can't make a taint go away. I've tried. There's no taint. There's no complaint. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I believe I've gathered all the information that I need to potentially join your crew. It's just uh, one thing. Um, In order to join the crew to be seriously considered, uh, we're going to need uh, that notebook, those pictures, and that trench coat. And we're going to pants you. (laughs) 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 campaign skyjacks is a one-shot network production for more information be sure to follow us on twitter at at campaign pod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing welcome to character creation cast a show where we create and discuss characters the best part of role-playing games with guests using their favorite systems i'm one of your hosts ryan bolter and i'm your other host amelia antrim Join us as we sit down with game designers, podcasters, and fans of games as we dive into learning about different RPGs through the lens of character creation. It's a combination of character building, player advice, game design insights, and even a little bit of fan fiction for a different game every month. We tackle a variety of new and old games, both well-known and indie-produced titles. We learn how creating characters can tell us a lot about the games themselves. Check us out today anywhere you can get podcasts or on the OneShot Podcast Network at OneShotPodcast.com. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com. Like Asians Represent. Asians Represent celebrates Asian creators and diversity in the gaming community. Join hosts Agatha Chang and Daniel Kwan as they discuss gaming, genre, and representation with their guests and occasionally argue with each other about the sound of Agatha's beloved Airhorn app. 
Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter at Tyler A. Dave, on Mainstage with Second City, or at IO with Devil's Daughter. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matago was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at atptunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y. P-O-N-E-Y, or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter, at Fiona Pup. The world of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The role-playing game used for this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system published by Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. Strangers who've ever been kind, and once for our friends ne'er to rise. Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind, who know we can never deny the call of the sky.